welcome to Just Jesus. This is lesson 40 today. And we're getting there slowly but surely, but we're in the home straight of the Just Jesus Foundations course now. And uh, I just pray and encourage you to keep on to the end, and especially in these last number of lessons where we've been looking at with Christ, because these are the overall or is the overall picture of how you've received all the blessings that you've been taught in just Jesus so far. And so today's lesson is lesson 40, quickened with Christ. I'll say that again, quickened with Christ. Now, before we continue, of course, let's pray together as always. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that as we learn how we were quickened with Christ, that we would understand where our spiritual life truly comes from, the source of that life, how it happened, and how it always continues. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Remember, if you've got your notes, that's great. If you haven't, it doesn't matter. But I do encourage you to write at least, or up to, five bullet points of what the Holy Spirit really speaks to you during this lesson. And always remember to do the questions at the end. You know, it's not about getting everything right or wrong. It's about churning over in your heart and mind the lesson. So you're meditating on the scriptures at all times. So I encourage you to do that. But today, as I've been saying, we're on the, 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 the kind of the home straight, as it were, of the Just Jesus course. And we're looking now at how have you received all those benefits. We're looking at the overall picture now. And I started a couple of lessons ago on uh, with Christ, that you was crucified with Christ. And that's so important that you, you understand how you was crucified and also how you were buried with Christ. That the old life has been buried with Jesus. It died with Jesus and it was buried with Jesus. The old you has gone, truly, because you cannot find the tomb. And to find the tomb, you would have to find also the, the body of Jesus Christ in order to re-engage with your old life. And, and you can't do it because he's risen from the dead. And, and that's kind of the process we're looking at. Because as I've explained to you, as we go into these whips, it's like your new Holy Spirit selfie or your Jesus selfie. We take pictures all the time, don't we, on our phones. And we look at how the picture sees us and the photography of that picture reveals us. It reveals our scars, our wrinkles, whatever, our beauty or our sleepiness, depending on when the photo is took. But we love to take selfies. We put them on Facebook and we put them on uh, Instagram and we put them on all media kind of areas. And that's wonderful and that is good. But really, we have a Holy Spirit selfie. That heaven sees, that heaven recognises, that hell recognises, demons recognise. And it's up to you to recognise your Holy Spirit selfie. That you have been crucified with Christ, buried with Christ, and now today we're looking at quickened with Christ. That this is something of a synchronised action. It's something of a co-joint uh, experience that you had with Jesus Christ and it's already took place over 2,000 years ago. Isn't that wonderful? 
So let's just go to the introduction as we begin to expand on this lesson today, Quickened with Christ. The introduction says this, when you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were granted resurrection life with Christ forever. I'm going to read that again. When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You were granted resurrection life with Christ forever. So we've already understood how we've been crucified with Christ. So we no longer have to crucify ourselves because it was done with Christ already in the past. And also how we were buried with Christ, which is proof and evidence of our old nature, our old life, being t and our old sins, our former life, as it were, being buried with Jesus Christ. And now we're looking at what's happened to us since that burial. Now, for many in the natural, if you look in the natural, of course, and you look at how funerals go, and we've all probably buried loved ones in our lifetime. You know, once they're buried, nothing else happens. You, you're not expecting anything else. Oh, you, you bury them, and the bodies are there in the grave, and, and it can be sad for us, etc. But the process that we have with Jesus doesn't stop at burial. Praise the Lord for that, because... If we had just been crucified with Christ, if we had just been buried with Christ, the proof of death, then although the former life would have been dealt with, although our old nature, our sinful nature would have been dealt with, even though our sins would have been forgiven, but it has no hope for the future alone in itself it's wonderful but it's part of a process because in itself we could have our sins forgiven but still walk around dead i'll say that again we could have our sins forgiven but but we could still walk around as dead people remember what i'm talking about here it's not just physical death it's spiritual death because the Bible explains very clearly that we are dead in our sins. And, and death came by the fall of Adam, both spiritually and physically. And so we could be forgiven, but a forgiven people still out of uh, life with God. Still walking around as dead people. Still walking around with no connection, no nearness, no closeness. Still walking around... Uh, without God in our lives. And so the process continued now to the resurrection spiritually part and the resurrection physical part. The resurrection is also the other wing, as it were, on the plane for takeoff. We have the cross, the death of Christ, and we have the resurrection of Christ. And, and that's what our salvation is really based on, isn't it? It's that we we recognise the cross of Christ, the gain sins, but we also recognise the resurrection of Jesus granted us new life within. So the crucifixion and burial of the Lord took something out, which is our former life, but the resurrection of Christ put something in and made us new creations. Shall I say that again? It's got to be so clear to you that the cross and death of Jesus took something out of us and paid for the forgiveness of our sins and destroyed the old life. 
the former things, but the resurrection of Jesus put new life within, put his life within, and so we can live for God forever and eternity. And so the cross takes something out, the resurrection puts something in. And that's the balance of the gospel message. And that must be the balance of our lives and our understanding as we walk with Jesus Christ in this life. And it's key to walking and living out Jesus in every area of our lives. That is key. So now let's just go to the Bible reading section. And there's three verses of scripture that talk about being quickened. And the, the first uh, verse of scripture is Ephesians 2, verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 and 6. And it says this, Even when we were dead in our sins, has he quickened us together with Christ? By grace are you saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. And so we see here, here clearly that we were dead. We were dead and our old life was crucified with Christ and buried with Christ. And he dealt with the dead part of us. But he's also now given us life. So we're on this process of being uh, in this Holy Spirit self, as it were, to recognise that we went through a synchronization to co-jointly, as it were, supernaturally by the Holy Spirit, we was buried with Christ, we died with Christ, we crucified with Christ, dealt with our flesh part, and now he's dealing with our life part. Hallelujah. God doesn't do anything by halves, does he? And so we were dead. Now notice that term, were. That's past tense, folks. We were dead. We were. We were dead in sins. We were dead in sins. The Bible is very clear of that. No matter what, how good we are, how not good we are, we're, it doesn't matter. We were dead in sins. But we cannot, as believers now, and I say believers, continue as though we are dead. We recognise that we were dead. We recognise that we were sinners, but were. We recognise that we was crucified with Christ. And we recognise the reality of being buried with Christ and our former life was gone. That's what we reckon. That's what we look at as a past event. Hallelujah. That took place and has happened to us. So we were dead in our sins. But that is a word. We're no longer a dead people. And this is the phase we're really moving into now. Because it says he has quickened us together with Christ. Now this is a word of life. Let's just turn to the word section, word study section in your notes. And it says it's quickened together with. It means to make alive together. Of Christians with Christ to reanimate co-jointly and this word co-jointly is again this with word it's a wonderful thing because supernaturally we was in the process that christ has done he's our substitute but we are supernaturally by the power of god united in union co-jointly with christ in this process so what happened to him happens to us when we believe 
by faith on Jesus Christ. So he doesn't have to keep coming back and being crucified and buried and raised. What happened to him is what we are connected to joint, co-jointly with Christ as he goes through that process. And, and it's a wonderful thing because that's why it's a finished work, folks. We live from a finished work. And that's key in this truth. So we are quickened with, together with Christ. By grace are you saved. So the emphasis here, that this is all by grace. This is something that I could not earn by myself. I could not, I can't go in a time machine, can I? And, 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 and be crucified. My, my own blood wouldn't have any value in forgiving me of my sins. The, my blood would have no value in being buried. My, my blood would not have, I wouldn't raise from the dead. But in Christ, I already have. In Christ, I've been quickened. I've been made alive together with him. So as he was in, and this really has uh, a spiritual context and it has a physical context. That's why we can be, we're born again spiritually and we will be raised again physically. It has the two aspects to it, folks, and we must understand that because Christ, you know, received life back. He says, I will raise it up again, talking about the physical aspect. But even on the cross, folks, when he hung on that cross, we've got to understand that he was separated from his father, wasn't it? And he cried, my God, my God. But then at a later stage, before he declared it's finished, he says, my father, my father, forgive them. And we've got to understand. And then he declared it is finished. So reconciliation happened on the cross. And and the, the resurrection of Jesus proves that his sacrifice was accepted. But when he came alive, when he came alive three days, um, uh, you know, during that period of time, and that's another story in itself, but when he rose from the dead, when he was on that slab in that tomb and life entered back into Christ's body, just supernaturally from a spiritual point of view, that happened to us folks. We, we were made alive with God. We were, we, we proved, Christ proved the fact that we was co-jointly restored back to the Father. And that is a wonderful thing, folks. We were made alive together. Amen. So this is not something that Christ is almost doing for us again and again, or doing for us, and then we kind of uh, receive by works at a later date. No, this is something of a process that co-jointly was happening. He knew, didn't he, who was chosen. He knew who would get saved. He knew all that would believe. He knew all these things, and co-jointly we was placed into Christ, not only in his death, but in his quickening as well. Life-givingness was given to us and it's Christ's life that was given to us hallelujah the resurrection life is a life of grace and that's why it says by grace are you saved and he raised us up together which is uh we'll we'll get into in a minute but the the reality is folks that the quickening this resurrection life 
It says in the, the, the book of Acts that he gave miracles and signs and wonders as part of the resurrection preaching to see that God has power over death. And so the fact that you was quickened with Christ, made alive in resurrection life, shows that your spiritual life now, ha- look, is not in death. It doesn't die. You're no longer dead. Death can no longer touch your spirit. I'll say that again. Death can no longer touch your spirit. You are full of the life of Jesus Christ. You might never always feel it. You might get up on the wrong side of the bed. You might have a tough week. You might have difficulties at home and in your life. But the reality is you spiritually can never die. And that's so important, folks, because Christians and sometimes preachers and sometimes books and videos and, and things on TV can almost declare to you that you're, you, you're almost keeping this going. You're keeping your spiritual life going of your own, and of your own accord and of your own efforts. But this is not true because the reality is it's done by Christ and by his grace that I was co-jointly with Christ during his quickening, during that resurrection morning. When he rose, I rose, folks. When he rose, you rose with him. And it is his life that has rose you up. It is his life that now exists in you. And death has been put aside, folks. And this is true of our physical aspect as well, which I'll get into in probably in the next lesson a little bit more. But the reality is we now live by resurrection new life. The old is truly gone. It is truly gone. You live by resurrection power now. Right now. Right now. You're not trying to attain it. You live it now. And you can never die. And you're not instructed to keep yourself alive. Because it's Christ's own resurrection life that keeps you alive. So when we use terms of we must be alive in God, we are alive in God. I'll say that again. Sometimes Christians use the term saying we must be alive in God. We are alive in God. Uh, we, We use the terms revival very much in church circles and I'm not against that word but the problem is it's the picture we sometimes use it to give as though we're suddenly becoming alive. No, real revival and real aliveness, spiritual aliveness in God is recognising we're already alive. We, once we recognise we're already quickened, we're, we don't need another quickening, we're already quickened. We don't need to become more alive, we're already alive with God and with Christ. It is actually his life. And don't tell me his life needs quickening or needs to be revived. No, it's eternal. And his life exists in us and it is resurrection life, folks. So we don't need to become more alive. We need to do the reckoning. We need to do the calculation and realise we already are. And then begin to walk in that, begin to enjoy that, begin to believe that. And that will give a sense of so-called revival in your church if you just realize that it's so key folks it's key to your life it's key to your work walk it's key to the church hallelujah 
And so John 5.21 says this, For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickening quickens them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. Now, here we see clearly Jesus talking about, look, the Father quickens. The Father raises people from the dead. And there were resurrections. But of course, in Jesus, he's the, the one who has resurrection life. And he's not just raised. And that's the difference between Jesus' resurrection and other resurrections in Scripture. Is that Jesus was raised again, raised from the dead, but forever lives. Other people, human people, just can be raised from the dead, but then die again. Jesus never died again. And so that's key. And that's the distinction there, folks. And so Jesus was going to be raised again by his father. But the the illustration here is, or the, the reality, the truth is, even so the son quickens, he makes alive whom he will. And that's key, folks. Only those saved are quickened and raised. And that's key. Now, the reason I illustrate this is because I want to signify the power of his life here. Because when we think about eternal life, sometimes we think that means living forever. And it does, but the problem with that just narrow concept of eternal life in that sense we, we misunderstand. If, if we just say eternal life is living forever, then we forget even those in hell who will end up in the lake of fire under the judgment of God will also live forever. If we think of resurrection life as just a narrow in the sense of, oh, it just means I'll be raised up uh, at the rapture, etc. And we just see that as a physical aspect, then we forget that there will be other resurrections and all people who've ever been born will one day be raised up to life to face the judgment of God. And and that's why I want to expand our understanding of quickened his life, his resurrection life, spiritually and physically, to understand that it's actually God life. It's his resurrection life now, this moment, not to come, living and dwelling in us. And we received it with Christ. As Christ was on that tomb slab, as it were, and he came alive again in resurrection power, so did you as a believer. And now he dwells in you, in resurrection new life, folks. You have had something taken out. As I've said before, sins and the sin nature, and he's put something new in this inside of you. His resurrection, new creation life, and it's happened to you now. That is not just living forever. That's living forever with his life. The people who are in hell and the lake of fire will live forever, but without his life. There will be resurrection for the saved people, won't there? And we will put on immortality, the Bible says, and we will be forever with him. But that's different from the unsaved who will be raised to face judgment. Because the resurrection life is already in us, we will not 
face the judgment of the wrath of God to come, folks. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't that good news? And so this is whom he will. And so if you were crucified, if you was buried, if you now was quickened and made alive with Christ in his resurrection, it was because he willed it. I'll say that again. It is because he willed it. You are alive in Christ when you was born again. From the moment you was born again, you was, as it were, came into that will of Jesus Christ, that co-jointness of Jesus Christ, and you were reckoned as union with him, and resurrection life came into you straight at the moment you was born again. 100%, not a bit of it. This is not a progressive thing. This happened to you immediately by faith and grace. It, it's 100%. And so because you are raised with Christ, because you are quickened with Christ, because you already have resurrection power in you, that guarantees your physical resurrection. That guarantees that you will escape the wrath and the judgment to come. It guarantees you will enter to be with Jesus Christ because you are already with him. This is the key, folks. How can you be scared of losing something when you're already with him? If you're truly born again. That's the key, folks. John 6.63 says this. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. I wish we'd believe that. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit. They are life. The words of life were believing on him. If you read out the whole chapter 6, and he's talking about quickening, it's about believing on him. That is the emphasis of John chapter 6, that we must believe on him, and he will give eternal life. He will implant his life in you. He will raise that person up on the last day physically. But the, the, the whole chapter is talking about life, First, then resurrection physically. And that's why I really want to encourage you to understand you were quickened with Christ. It was synchronized. Your life has already been synchronized with him. It has already been synchronized with his resurrection life. That's why that his life, that resurrection life, lives now in you forever. Praise the Lord. In the human body that you now have, that one day will be changed. It will be, it has to be, because the life in you will change it. And that's why the rapture of the church, it says, even the dead in Christ will rise up. That resurrection life that you already have, when it enters this physical being in the grave or wherever, Wherever you, you are, whether it's your ashes, it doesn't matter. God knows where every atom of this body is. When he enters in, the spirit empowers this body and, and empowers it so much, he puts on immortality of flesh like Jesus did in that tomb because you've already received his life. Not going to, you have. Praise the Lord. And so that is the key thing, folks. And so the word 
quickened together means made alive together. It also, uh, we see two aspects of the word quickened. And the root word means to produce alive, to give life by spiritual power, to arouse and invigorate. You might feel like some invigoration in your spiritual walk. Well, understand now how you were already in synchronization with his resurrection life. So stop praying for resurrection power. Stop praying for resurrection life. Just begin to open your spiritual eyes to understand you have it. Go on yourself uh, a selfie journey. Understand, yes, I was crucified. Yes, I was buried. Yes, I was have resurrection quickening light implanted into me. And I have received it. And that begins to invigorate your walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. To give increase of life. Also, physical life. And I'll talk about that probably in the next lesson more about the physical life aspect of the resurrection power. Physical life, also of the spirit endued with greater powers of life. And this is key because when we talk about the, the cross, when we talk about the crucifixion, when we talk about the buried aspect of Christ, we talk about the forgiveness of sins a lot, of course. And then some people would say, and maybe you would say, well, what about now? How do we walk now? How, does that mean we can carry on sinning? Does that mean we can carry on having a bad attitude? Does that mean I can carry on uh, doing the, the ways of the former life? The, the, the answer is no, because now you've not only been had the past forgiven, now you've give, been given the means the life now by which you can live Jesus Christ in all the areas of your life. And that's called resurrection life. And so we are following a Jesus. Now hear me clearly on this. We are following a Jesus that is raised from the dead. We are. We are truly following a Jesus that is raised from the dead folks. We look to the Gospels, we look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and uh, most of that is Jesus in Galilee as a Jew under the law, teaching under the law, teaching also prophetically of what was to come at the cross and resurrection, and giving us little snippets of insight and revelation to those truths. Most of the time the disciples was totally confused and people were confused. But we follow a Jesus no longer in Galilee. We follow a Jesus Christ with his life in us. We follow a Jesus Christ who is raised from the dead and seated with the heavenly father. Oh, folks, that's what the apostles and the early church focused on. And that's what I want us as a, as a people of God in our discipleship process to focus on a risen Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's just go to the explanation part of the notes. Let's read it together if we can. It says this, the fact that you were made alive together means you underwent the same transformation, underwent the same process of power and with the same results of Jesus. So he was made alive, you were made alive. It is because of this same transformation in Christ that you are the same as he is in this world. And remember, the scripture says, as he is, 
so are we in this world. We've already been raised. We've already been quickened, folks. We've already had instilled into our spirit a new life, his resurrection life. That is true of you now. Hallelujah. And it's only the physical body that needs to catch up. And so the evidence of our resurrection life will be our physical resurrection. One day we will see evidence and proof physically of our resurrection life, as I've already explained, that our physical body will be resurrected because we already have resurrection life. So when Christ comes in the rapture, our spirit, hallelujah, our spirit re-enters our bodies and makes this immortal in resurrection power. That is fact that will happen in the future. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This was a co-joint work, not by your design, let's make that clear, nor by your works, or even by your permission or power. It is by Christ, by God's grace, by God's power, by God's work, by God's permission. Hallelujah. Which cannot be removed or changed because it's in the past tense, meaning it's already happened to you. So this synchronization we have with Christ, even in his resurrection, what do I mean? We cannot undo resurrection life. Once you are born again, you cannot undo resurrection life. It dwells in you already. You cannot give it away. You cannot get rid of it. And it cannot be taken from you because it's resurrection life. For resurrection life to be taken out of you would mean that the resurrection life would have to be taken out of Jesus. I'll say that again. Because the resurrection life of Christ is in you, it cannot be taken away because for that to happen, it would have to be taken out of Jesus. This is the revelation now I'm really trying to get through to you. Because it's with Christ, because it's synchronized with Christ, because it's a co-joint with Christ, you was placed into Christ's death and resurrection then for you to lose it would mean, because of your connection with Christ, he would have to lose it. For you to give it away would be to him to give it away. For the devil to take resurrection life out of you, or sin, or anything, would mean he would have to have it taken away from him. And we know, of course, that is not going to happen. Hallelujah, it's he that keeps us. While he's alive, now listen to me carefully, while Christ is alive, and this is the argument of Hebrews in the high priestly ministry of Christ, while he is alive, we are alive. While he lives forever with God the Father, so we live forever with God the Father. And how long is Christ going to be alive? Forever with God the Father. And so we are alive with God, the Father and the Trinity forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It is simple as that. And I want you to be encouraged by that. Let that truth 
motivate you to share Jesus Christ everywhere you go. Praise the Lord. And so that's the, the reality. Therefore, you cannot go back to the past and change it. The devil can't go back to the past and change it, folks. Hallelujah. If you could change, it would, it would mean Jesus would have to go back to the grave because you are joined together, thus undoing the whole work of salvation. That is why salvation is true and secure in Christ. Because if one person who is truly born again has the work of the resurrection life taken out of them, every bit of salvation is, it comes to naught. Every bit of salvation is unworked, as it were. Everything Christ done becomes an unfinished work because it's so wrapped up, co-joined together with one another. It's so compacted and like dynamos or bricks upon bricks. If you ruin the foundation, the whole house comes tumbling down. And so for one aspect of the work of salvation not to be true or to be destroyed or to be damaged would mean the whole house of salvation would come tumbling down praise the lord amen hallelujah this quickening in christ in the greek is also a statement of fact and does not change by circumstances time of the believer because you cannot lie about the facts of the resurrection it is the work of god so again time circumstances does not teach you or remove the facts that you are risen with Christ, that you have been quickened with Christ's life in you. Praise the Lord. This shows us how the Holy Spirit is involved in your quickening. You have co-jointly been made alive with Christ by the Spirit. The whole Trinity was involved in your spiritual birth. Nobody can undo your aliveness. If it's such a word, I'll say that again. Nobody can undo your aliveness. Now, does that mean we should use this for, for, for the flesh to do what we please? Absolutely not. This should motivate us folks as believers to love Jesus with all our heart, to live for him in every area of our life. This is not a uh, kind of uh, to make us passive Christians this is to make, to make us active Christians in sharing and living Jesus Christ in every area of our lives praise the Lord so now let's just turn to the other scriptures section and Romans 4.17 is our first one Romans 4.17 it says this as it is written I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickens, that word again, quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now this is Abraham. Paul is talking about Abraham when he took his son to be slain and he was going to slay his son. And this is a typology, of course, of the father and the son. Uh, Abraham as a type of father, Isaac as a type of son being slain. And we know the story that Abraham actually, as Paul argues, knew that God could raise the dead. Even then, before the law, before the Pharisees, before anybody, Abraham reckoned because of covenant, 
that God was going to raise his son back up. This is evident in the fact that when he spoke to his servant, he says, me and the lad, Isaac, will go to worship and shall come back. Now, this is a man who was about to slay his son at God's command, but he believed that God was going to raise him back up, give life back to him, because he says, we will come back. We will come back to you. And so this is a real illustration of the truth of the father uh, involved in the cross and the crucifixion of our Lord, and also the son willingly given his life for us. But not only that, at the, the resurrection, folks. This alludes to the resurrection here, that God gives life again because of covenant. Abraham had a covenant with God by faith, not by works, by faith and grace. And this is the argument in Romans 4.17. It's by grace and faith that we have been quickened with Christ. Notice the illustration and the typology is about the son, Isaac, being, died, being slain and raising up. That's the typology. That's the picture that's being formed. Of course, Christ has provided himself as the sacrifice. But that gives us the clue that it's all about Jesus, folks, and it's all about his death, and it's all about his resurrection. And we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, has been, have been made in synchronisation, co-jointly, hallelujah, in resemblance is another word, that we now resemble him in this world because we have his resurrection light in us now. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. John 5 verse 21 says, For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the, quick fa the Son quickens whom he will. While anybody can be raised to life, I've already said this, only those saved are quickened and raised. So the unsaved can be physically raised up to face judgment. Only we are quickened. That's the uniqueness. It's more than being made alive naturally with natural biological life. It's about having the spiritual life of Christ that is risen from the dead in you and in me. Praise the Lord. Romans 8 verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, when does it dwell? It dwells in you now. This is what Paul's trying to really bring across, that that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you now. And he says, he raised up Christ from the dead shall also, this is a promise now, this is a promise, shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you, folks. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit and the resurrection life that the Holy Spirit brings is about quickening and making alive. And it has two aspects to this. One, invigoration of this body. But the reality is because the Spirit of God dwells in you, this is a sign and a seal of your future resurrection. And I know future resurrection isn't taught that much in churches today, but it is a reality, folks, that the sign and seal of this is the Spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead will also quicken you. He will also make you alive 
when that time comes and you will physically raise from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the fact that the Spirit of God dwells in you now that raised up Christ from the dead proves the resurrection life is in you. So proves future physical transformation as well. Fact. Done. Sealed. Delivered. Praise God. Amen. So by Christ, we have been quickened and made alive spiritually. And by the fact that we were Christ, we shall be made alive again physically. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says this. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, this aspect of the scripture concerning the believer, and it is concerning the believer, is future passive indicative. Let me say that again. Future passive indicative in the Greek, which means this is talking about the future now. For in Adam all die spiritually and physically, but in Christ we have been made alive spiritually already. And again, this guarantees a future aspect to the Christian. We shall be raised from the dead because Christ was raised from the dead physically as well then it guarantees because we are with Christ and new selfie means we will physically be raised from the dead. Hallelujah. So this declares really our victory and total victory over sin. It declares our victory over death. Hallelujah. And it means that Adam was made a living soul, but the last Adam, which is Christ, is a quickening spirit, folks. Praise God. And that is seen in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. It says this, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul, but the last Adam, that's Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Hallelujah. And that's a present active word. That means, so the, in 1 Corinthians 15, 45, there's a future of the physical resurrection. But in, Matthew, uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, there is also a reality of Christ being the quickening spirit presently now in us at this moment. And it's active at this moment. It's, you know, when we talk about the abundant life, and, oh, yes, we need the abundant life. We want the abundant life. The reality is you already have it. I, I, you know, I'm not seeking abundant life. I have the abundant life. I could use wisdom to walk in the abundant life a bit better at times, but that's wisdom I should be asking for and not abundant life. I have already got the abundant life. I just need wisdom now how to live that out. And so if I ask God for wisdom, I shall receive wisdom on how to live the abundant life out. I'm not seeking for uh, God to remove the dams of abundant life and that resurrection life. No, no, I have it already. Uh, there's nothing blocking that abundant life. Rich, how can you say that? I can say that because the moment, if abundant life, if the resurrection life of Jesus can be blocked or damned up, then it's happened to Christ too. If it can be blocked or damned up, I, I lose my salvation at any moment. 
you know, from the evidence of the fact that I'm saved means abundant life, which is Jesus' resurrection life. He is a quickening spirit, remains in me and flows at all times, whether I'm asleep or awake, and it's forever. That is the reality. I am alive as much, and hear me clearly, I am as alive as much as Jesus Christ is alive. Praise the Lord, because of his work, because of his grace, because of his power. It's his life, not mine, it's his life in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. You don't become more alive. So what is this scripture saying? You don't become more alive. No, you are completely alive now in Jesus Christ, for it is his life. And the last verse of scripture, 1 Peter 3 verse 18. For Christ also has suffered once for sins, only once folks, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in his flesh. And we was in that, don't forget, we was with Christ in his death, but quickened by the spirit. And so this simply reveals that our crucifixion and burial with Christ is concerning our old life. But his quickening and resurrection is our new life. This work of the Spirit in Christ and also now in us becomes, because we were with Christ, is actuated when we become born again. And, and that's the reality. When we become born again, the Holy Spirit, if, the word, if it's the right word, actuates it, puts it into us, puts what is a reality in Christ that we was with him supernaturally. He brings it into the now when we're born again, into our being, praise the Lord, spiritually and physically. Amen. So now let's just go to the apply sections on the notes. It says this, begin to recognise that although Christians are awaiting a physical resurrection, the power of the resurrection life already resides in you now. Praise God. And there's only one question today. Question one, what does this resurrection life mean for the Christian? What does this resurrection life mean for the Christian? Well, I hope you've enjoyed this lesson today. Some things you've got to get your head around, of course, and I'll just grapple with that. It'll be exciting to live this new life in Jesus Christ out through every area of your life. It will change your Christian walk. It will change your church life as well. It will change your family life as well. It'll change everything as you focus on the fact you are quickened with Christ. His resurrection life is in you. So until next time, I'm just Jesus. God bless.